Blog Talk Radio. to this week's show of Living Without Limits, Reach Personal Success on a Daily Basis. Our purpose is to talk about issues surrounding mental health, psychology, relationships, and personal growth, anything that can keep you from reaching your personal best. And today's show is called Dealing with Painful Memories, the five steps to help you work through. Now, what we often don't realize is a lot of painful memories come from childhood, not just the outside bullying, but what goes on in the family. If you come from a negative family, you're constantly being bombarded with negative things telling you, what you can't do as opposed to what you can do. And what happens then? Then you literally internalize all this, and what happens? You begin to believe it, and then you start telling yourself these things over and over and over again. And if you look back at the self-help industry when it started back in the 60s, when people started becoming more aware of how what went on in the family affected children as children and it long into adulthood. And unless they changed, it will keep affecting generations beyond that. So as we journey through life, we experience all sorts of things that create memories. Some of them are happy and most likely some are painful. While happy memories bring joy and enrich our lives, painful memories can be challenging to deal with. They can make us feel overwhelmed, anxious, or stuck. Things like divorce, childhood trauma, losing a job, losing a loved one can cause painful memories that affect our mental and emotional well-being also interfere with our relationships. How about you? Do you have painful memories that are interfering with your emotions? Have you experienced things that caused you intense emotional pain? Is this pain keeping you from living your best life? If so, it's helpful to learn how to work painful memories. Excuse me. And learn to heal ourselves. In this presentation, we'll discuss five practical steps on how you can work through the emotions that rise from these painful memories. Painful memories 
often arise when we encounter a particular trigger or event that reminds us of a past traumatic experience. This could be a person, noise, smell, or situation. When we experience these emotional triggers, we experience more intense emotions and don't always know why. Learning to become aware of these emotional triggers can help us manage our emotions better, being more mindful of when we are triggered can help us diffuse and integrate or heal such painful emotions. Now, I grew up with a disability at a time when society did not recognize its disability community or give people with disabilities the opportunity for an education or gainful employment. And because cerebral palsy affects how the brain processes information, my grades never reflected what I was truly capable of. Teachers have to cook, teach in a cookie cutter fashion so they can reach the majority of the students and no one learns in a cookie cutter way because everyone has a different way of learning. For me, it's more the actual application of what I learned, and by applying it, I learn it. Some people learn from hearing it, gushing. Others learn from reading it. We all have a different way of learning. And if parents expect you to be perfect and don't understand that each child is unique and different, then what happens? They put, they often will use comparison of one child against another. And what does that do? That creates jealousy and it, re, and it also creates hostility between kids. And that's often feelings and emotions that will, unless they're dealt with, fester for years and years and years. Therefore, parents have to learn how to recognize that each child is unique and different and has different strengths and weaknesses, and you've got to work with that child to help them believe in themselves. And then what happens is often if you grow up in an environment where there's a lot of abuse, what happens? You end up going or, or moving toward, because that's your comfort zone, you feel comfortable being with someone that's going to abuse you. And then what happens many years later? You're still in that relationship. You're still there. You're still allowing yourself to be put down and felt negative. Why? Because that was your comfort zone. And until you learn how to get out of that and change that situation, 
and realize that you have a right to be treated with respect, just like anyone else, you will keep yourself there. And what happens is those become traumatic memories that create situations that allow you to keep putting yourself back there constantly because what happens, you can decide the person you're with is not the one you should, then what happens, you end up, and that's just why they often say, whenever a couple gets divorced or anyone within that relationship passes away, you should give yourself at anywhere from four to five years to change because what happens, you're going to go right back to a similar relationship again. So the five practical tips on how you can work through painful memories. Notice and name the emotions. First step towards healing painful memories is notice. And name your more intense emotions as they arise. Understand that it's okay to feel sad, angry, or hurt about your memories. The key is to notice them without letting them completely overtake you. For example, if a certain memory causes you to feel anxious or fearful, take a moment to notice and name the fear. Try to separate yourself from the act. Act like you're a witness and just notice it without judgment. This goes for other emotions such as anger, jealousies, whatever. Notice and name them. Often, we don't even realize that we're experiencing those types of emotions. If you've been around someone that's abused you, then you may be fearful of them. And then when you encounter someone that has very similar behavior patterns, you go right back there to where you are with that person who hurt you. Therefore, it is so important for you to begin to recognize. And a lot of that comes from learning what type of personality you have. Because, and the best way to, to, to do it is to describe what, what these behavioral patterns are because it's how we communicate with each other. And often, whether it's a boss, whether it's a partner, whether it's a sibling, that what happens is as we grow up, everyone fits into a certain slot within that relationship. And as long as everyone allows things to go status quo, everything will continue to work to the satisfaction of the one who's in control. But if any one of you within that relationship decides you don't want to become, stay that punching bag, then what happens? There is a breakdown in that relationship. 
therefore, until you recognize and see how things are changing, often you're going to have out of that relationship and away from them. And you're going to have to get yourself into some type of therapy to learn more about yourself so you understand why you keep coming back to these same types of relationships. Pause and observe the emotions. The second step is to pause and try to avoid any immediate emotional response. Take a few deep breaths, inhaling for a count of four and exhaling for a count of six. Repeat this process a few times until you feel calmer. Next, focus on your awareness, on your heart area, and continue to consciously work on transitioning from an experiencer to a witnesser by adapting an an observer mindset. You detach yourself from the emotions and thoughts that arise, seeing them as separate entities instead of identifying solely with the emotions such as I am angry or I am depressed, they try referring it to it as you, them, it, or exiled energy. For example, I see you, I see you, depression. I feel you quite nicely right now. Or I see you, anger. You're coming on strong right now. By adopting this approach, you distance yourself from the overwhelming emotion and allow your already healed, empowered, whole self to take charge instead of the wounded survival part of the brain as we observe the emotions from space of loving awareness or recognize that these strong emotions provide us with an opportunity to heal past traumas, wounds, or unconscious fragments that many have been previously hidden. What we're trying to say here is when you see your anger starting to arise, Recognize that's what you're feeling and tell yourself that's what you're feeling, that you're recognizing coming up. You know, when I often get up in the morning, because of what the the poor relationships I had had early on, there's a lot of anger there. So until I, I eat breakfast and get into my work, Sometimes I will let that anger out just to get it out so I can go on at the end the rest of the day and get my work done. And and a lot of that anger is because I could never sit down with that person and work through whatever was going on there because even though I wanted to talk to them and work through it, they couldn't recognize it. They couldn't see what they were doing. And they only wanted a relationship with with me on their terms. And I found that because I was not willing 
to allow myself to continue to be their punching bag, I literally had to get away from them. And I can remember back being in college when I was learning about the Rorschach and all of those, and uh, or the draw a picture. And I remember that whenever I drew a picture, I saw myself at one spot and my family in another spot because I recognized that I was aware of what was going on in the family. I wanted to change, but they were not willing to. And as long as they were not willing to meet me halfway or even try to change, I knew there was no way I could continue to have any type of relationship with them, and I was better off away from them. That's why on three different occasions, I ended up being homeless because I had a family that unless I lived with them and continued to allow them to abuse me, they were never going to help me. And the things they were telling people about me, I know they were bad-mouthing me because that's who they are. Explore how you feel in your body. The next step involves experiencing the situation that triggered your emotions and paying attention to your body's reactions. What happened to cause your emotions to rise? Was it a person, place, or sale that triggered you? If you have a journal, go ahead and write it down. Just spend a few moments on this as the current situation is typically just a surface issue. If you're experiencing intense emotions, there's usually underlying emotions that need to be addressed and healed. After jotting down the situation, focus on what's happening in your body. Pay attention to any changes, such as your heart rate, muscle tension, breath, temperature. Do a body scan for where you're feeling the emotions in your body. For example, is your heart beating fast, stomach tense, or are your teeth clenched? By observing what's going on in your body, you're actively working towards healing the emotional pain that's been stored there since the original wound. We don't realize that whenever someone abuses us, if we don't react in some way, then we're pushing down those feelings. The thing is, unless you let those feelings out, they will continue to be there forever. Therefore, it is important for you to recognize and deal with whatever is happening in your life. Here's an example of what I may write when I'm feeling overwhelmed, social anxiety. My body is feeling anxious and my heart rate is racing. My palms are sweaty and my breasts are shallow. I can feel the tension in my neck and shoulders. My stomach is churning, and I feel a tightness in my chest. My mind is racing with negative thoughts like 
everyone is looking at me, and I'm going to embarrass myself. Instead of letting these thoughts, physical sensations, control me, I'm trying to observe them from a distance. I take deep breaths and remind myself that those feelings and thoughts are not just me, but just passing sensations, feelings, and thoughts are not me, but just passing sensations. I'm acknowledging that the anxiety, but not letting it consume me. I'm studying or staying present in the moment and not letting my thoughts take me to the worst case scenarios. Reflection. The best sleep is the process, is to engage in some introspection and try to recall a time when you felt the same way, either as a child or recently. Don't think of it as relieving the painful memories, but rather as examining the stored emotions and memories that have been waiting to be released. This process will allow you to process and release stored energy and feel better emotionally in the present. By doing this, you will be able to respond to the triggering situations in a healthier and more empowering way. If you have been practicing inner child work, you can ask your inner child what they would like to share or express to you. Similarly, if you have been practicing shadow work, you can ask your shadow what it wants and why it keeps resurfacing. Jot down whatever comes to mind in your journal and if nothing else comes up, that's okay too. The important thing is to observe that your inner child or shadow with love and kindness. You're the protector of that child in you as you get older, as you mature, as you change. You're the one protecting yourself and taking care of that little child who feels the hurt and the anger. Therefore, when you recognize what you're feeling, then you're protecting your inner child to make sure it does not get hurt any worse. Processing and healing the memories. The last step is to process and allow healing of the painful memories. As a byproduct of the previous steps, the pain associated <laughs> with the memories will heal or integrate back into the whole psyche, leaving you feeling better emotionally. So the first step that you could say something like, I see your depression. I am acknowledging you, and I'm here to give you 
the attention and love that you need. From now on out, you're not in control. I'm in control. Essentially, you're releasing the pent-up negative energy associated with painful memory and taking your power back. Now, let's look at this. That often, in, if you look at the child-parent relationship, the parent is in control. As you get older, parents have to learn to let go and let you make more decisions for yourself and take control of your life. So in essence, that's what we're talking about here, that you're releasing the pent-up negative energy associated with the painful memory and taking your power back. Think of this as a form of mindfulness, a way to be present with your emotions and work towards healing and integration. Keep in mind that the more intense the negative emotions associated with the memory, the more effect it may take to heal it. For example, if you experienced a traumatic event as a child and it is causing intense emotional pain today, it may take repeating this process over and over until the emotions are entirely integrated or healed. It's not typically a one and done kind of thing. Some painful memories take longer than others to heal, and that's all right. Just keep doing your inner healing work, and they will. Now, if you feel unable to deal with your memories and find yourself stuck in the cycle of negative thoughts and emotions, feel free to seek help from a mental health professional. Professionals can help you work through your pain and offer objective advice with judgment or without judgment. They will also assist you in developing healthy coping mechanisms, rebuilding your self-esteem, and managing your stress. If you cannot afford a licensed mental health therapist, a psychotherapist, a psychologist, then you can go to the mental health community centers and they offer treatment at a sliding scale fee. Painful memories can be overwhelming, but they do not define us. By following, we can begin to heal the poor roots associated with them. Be patient and kind to yourself and focus on the present and look forward to a better future. Remember that healing is not a one-time event, but it takes time and effort. Be brave and take the first step towards a healthier and happier life. Often it's up to you to decide exactly how you're going to help yourself 
and take better control of your life. The problem is that for many of us, it's easier to avoid dealing with things. And you can, there's a prime example of someone who rather than accept his own responsibility that he controls his own behavior, would rather blame his brother and sister-in-law and father for what he went through. And until he begins to accept that he himself made the decisions and he himself has to accept the fact that when he wants to change, he will change, there is no amount of anything that can help them. And remember this. I have a website called AskDavidaShinsky.com, and it's a membership site where I have some courses that can help you improve your behavior, recognize how your thoughts control yourself, and how you can be ready to make the changes that you need in order to make a permanent change in your life. Guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.